Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are here to discuss the last two episodes of The Sandman 9 and 10, The Collectors and Lost Hearts. I found these episodes both strange but also endearing. There are some parts I enjoyed, some other parts not so much. But overall, I really enjoyed this uh, mini-series come to light. And I am pleased and eagerly hoping we get a season two. Nine. I will not be doing an additional podcast for the wrap-up episode because I'm going to hold on, hope that they are going to continue on this story. And if they are going to do a season two, um if they're already writing then i want to watch that right before season two i i because i know that the arc that we watched has been wrapped up and it's a tease to the next arc which i'm fully aware of so until i can until i can get that uh confirmation i am going to keep that close to my best so let's discuss episode nine first Written by Vanessa James Benton, directed by Coralie Farragay. I give this episode a 8.2 out of 10. I definitely disliked it more so than the finale because there was just too much weirdness going on and the casualness of which we were glossing over this weirdness, even in this rather fantastical world. It seems to have been stemmed in the waking world. So I I really want the waking world to be the real world is supposed to and not all this other shit that's going around. I mean, let's just talk about the first big thing. There is no white man walking around with a black little boy and ain't at least one black mama looking sideways what the fuck is this shit it's 2022 he look all fucking dirty like he's now malnourished that's the word i was looking for there's no way law enforcement was not and it's not even just black women to be fair in this scenario you know white bitches be literally trying to call them like this would be all of the triggers because you would have the ones that are being woke and then you're gonna have just the nosy bitches that's like who that baby that's your baby that don't seem like that's your baby they just they're already just disgusted at the whole idea of it someone's calling 911 that's that's my point they stop for ice cream and jed is very much taken in but it's funny that a nightmare can be a friend or could seem the least worrisome out of the people that he ends up surrounding himself with at the serial convention serial convention (laughs) both rose and jed said what's your name sir and neither answered and while i expected jed to be so happy to be out of that basement being attacked by rats 
I would expect Rose to be a little bit more like, hey, I just went to where my brother was supposed to be. It was a crime scene. And now he's with this other person who won't give me their name. And I'm supposed to believe they're not the villain. You got to be ashamed of yourself, nigga. Real talk. You got to be ashamed of yourself. All that you is. We'll stay on Corinthian and Jed. As they get to the serial convention, he's like, well, I have my friend's brother because I'm going to invite whoever the fuck I want to this convention as my plus one and plus two he leaves him or he tells him to go sit down in that chair because people are talking and in the window in this line about their horrible crimes and when he goes to sit down of course he's greeted by our residential pedophile run bitch run i will say the whole idea of a serial killer convention you know some someone online is doing this shit meeting up in a hotel uh everybody's got rooms they're even talking about their killing in feminist ways so stupid like i don't kill due to my sexuality i kill because it's about my power i was laughing so fucking hard at the pop shots that was the best part of it at this stupid stupid convention that this girl just seriously rolled up to and didn't think anything about also didn't think to call the police oh i don't know there was a crime scene that i came from where his adopted parents were murdered maybe i want to look into that rose you thick as shit (laughs) the sweetest confectionist bonbon but girl you do not need to be the guardian of anybody's children because you can you cannot think for yourself other than the fact that you're a good person that's the only reason why corinthian didn't get one over on you even though you started going to the dark side when dream did something that was while cruel entirely rational let's stick with her brother because corinthian looks over and you saw that he was sitting in the chair and then he's just like and jed you're also what the fuck i would think growing up in foster care you would have a little bit more fear of adults and you're like practically on this dude's fucking lap you like comic books i do too kill him do it shoot him i honestly don't think he would have been out of that room the minute he left the room because here's someone who's got you to your sister you've talked to her you know she's on her way he gave you the flyer like i I have a lot more credit for him being a little more trusting of corinthian he 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 gives me food he protects me he seems an all right dude and so he's like your sister is gonna help me in this new venture so on and so forth he lets him get in the cushy robe i would have think he had would at least waited two hours to be content and fall asleep and have a good night's sleep on that cushy bed before he decided i wanted to go to this boring ass convention and listen to people but that's what happens (laughs) and thus he ends up seen more than he should because he also manages to not be spotted by anybody and he's this young chocolate child that 
no one should miss even if he's lurking behind anything and so he's approached by this guy who says he's the boogeyman but he's like no the boogeyman is dead and trust me i know he's dead so this guy also mentioned a blog i think that he is trying to infiltrate they end up finding him and corinthian ends up gouging the guy's eyes out while his fans watch they love to talk about how attractive he is and once again Jetty witnesses murder, goes on the run, and who's there to save him? Fucking residential pedophile. Get your fat ass back here. He was told very clearly from Corinthian that he's under his protection, and he looks so angry about that. So he saw his opportunity and jumped on it, said, Fuck you. This issue, by the way, was adapted from the Sandman number 14 entitled Collectors as well. Let's talk about Lyda and Rose. She info dumps everything on her and doesn't think anything is weird about her friend over there basking in the sunlight. It took her entirely long to realize she was pregnant. She's practically in front of her face like, oh, you pregnant? I understand like you might not expect to see your friend pregnant but i would think the closer she was getting at eye level to her stomach you'd be like holy shit did you gain some weight (laughs) even if it was rude but then the conversation afterwards was said in such a monotone between both women i'm like what the fuck you just don't be like that's crazy i think i did it well hector wants me to live in his dreams and i've decided why not Lida, the girl that was at some point you were watching after because her mother could not she just told you she came from a crime scene where someone was murdered and her brother recently was and you're like well i'm pregnant and i'm totally cool with you being a vortex whatever that means and i think you should totally keep doing it so i can go live my happy life she didn't even go with her she says i'm gonna stay here and do me you go do you with this stranger that (laughs) i know nothing about because gilbert knocks on the door and it's like let me accompany you because i'm a gentleman and i don't know you at all and i want to accompany you to the three hours it's gonna take to go pick up your brother no one decides to fact check anything or even like leave some directions on where you're going she gets one call from her brother and that's all like are you safe what happened your your step parents were murdered and he was all or your foster parents and he was all concerned about that like he always comes and finds me he's like oh he's not coming but he always does not this time Woo! you know he did what gilbert was saying was very interesting about life about how forgiving is forgiving the unforgivable how love is loving someone who's unlovable 
how life is messy and people like to condense things rather simply versus challenge themselves beyond those basic concepts he was saying some deep shit but she's like this is boring as hell and goes to sleep and when she gets there she shows up where light is and she's like welcoming her to her home like this shit is normal at all or acceptable and not you are mentally not well (laughs) because as she's with hector a little later they notice there's some quakes and those quakes is caused by something that should not be there in the dreaming lucian is apprised of this by well matthew tells her as well like do you know that lyda's friend is pregnant and lucian's like huh well it's not my business because i was told to mind it in my library by lord morpheus and he could kiss my ass and figure this shit out on his own (laughs) she's like i forgot how much of an asshole he truly is and that's what i get so he's like look i'm gonna keep spying and yeah i'm gonna tell him this information as well but you need to go to him because you know he's a fucking child and unfortunately you're gonna have to be the adult in this situation (laughs) that's basically what he said and didn't say uh he thinks that he can solve the problem all by his lonesome morpheus as he looks through the rose walker problem i don't i don't know why it was that hard for him to solve to be quite frank but he uh goes to lucian who says that i'm pretty sure that the problems all have to do with the one that we recently discovered and i told you was a problem and it's her and it's the fucking vortex her name is rose walker why don't you go deal with that it's like she's been here she didn't what did i tell you you want to take my advice or you not want to take my advice you know how two people are fighting but they really like oh man i really regret what i said because i took it out on you and i know i was wrong but i don't know how to apologize because i want to admit that you right (laughs) i don't want to give up my my authority in this situation (laughs) that's exactly how they was acting so he realizes when rose shows up all casually yeah matthew go tell lucy and she was right and i will deal with the situation uh hector at least understands yeah this is uh this is not cool this is not okay i'm not supposed to be here and it makes sense <laughs> but rose and lida are both like what do you mean you can't take him away so he ends up getting rid of him bye hector we barely knew you And then he says, Lida, you can keep the baby for right now. But basically, that child belongs to me. It was made in the dreaming. And that's when Rose is like, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. And how you like about that? And she calls like, you can't let him take my baby. And I'm like, bitch, that's not your baby. Like, it's been two, two, it's been six months. It's been two hours, two hours. Wake the fuck up. Is this the real life? I mean, I understood more about Hector than I did about the baby. That's unnatural. I wouldn't even feel comfortable bringing that into the real world. Because clearly that was not made out of anything that was tangible. 
it was made from a dream <laughs> that is i don't know what kind of the fact that they had that baby coming out like a normal ass baby i was like okay okay uh so they then get to the hotel it's like for a cereal convention ain't no cereal (laughs) it's like where the frosted flakes where the where the cheerios at it's a fruit loops um so yeah they get to the hotel gilbert's like is everything okay i don't want to talk about it <laughs> and as they are going through the rooms realizing this is really kind of fucked up uh that is when um gilbert and corinthian recognize each other lucian is like i got something to tell you he's like yeah but i got something to tell you too <laughs> rose is the bro- like i know i got your message but you want to say it in perfect in person you're so cute but it turns out that the fiddler's green is gilbert himself the missing dream and that is how we end the episode and i hope that he gets a better fate well that was at the thinking at the moment he gets a better fate than galt did lost hearts was written by jay franklin and directed by louise hooper i gave this episode an 8.6 out of 10 still not my favorite of the season but i think it wrapped up a lot of things and i did like the ending going back to this convention uh <laughs> i will say this much she's like okay when you go back to sleep that's when i will find rose walker and i will end this because he intends to kill her even though gilbert is like oh i know where she is and this is where you can find her and then he finds out later from lucian that she's the vortex he's like oh i liked her and then he feels guilty because he considered her a friend i'm like you met her for less than 24 hours you didn't even have a full ass conversation you talked at her but okay as rose is going to her room she uh yells out jed's name and the pedophile is right there with jed who recognizes his sister and runs to her but he decides no i'm not gonna lose my prize twice and starts to scream out that he's mine trying to yank her away before the two run off they are saved by corinthian who stabs him in the back and that's when corinthian could be like look i helped you out you can help me out the back and forth for her soul felt so underwhelming because <laughs> i felt if, if corinthian knew her at even a little bit got to know his prey he would know that telling her well you can do anything you want you can create your own world and dreaming being like yeah you know all the cracks that you were seeing that was from your shit you fucked that up and also everyone that you love in the world is going to go into the nightmare that he is making you create for him where everyone's doing terrible things if you don't and rose is like okay the walls go back up it was so underwhelming i cannot underline it any more than how i just described it which was the unfortunate part but being able to see morpheus confront corinthian 
and him kind of getting some emotional growth right you know i I didn't make you for this i shouldn't have made you so flawed the next time i won't make the same mistakes and instead of even banishing him he just uncreates him and agrees that i will bring you back but just not in the you know not going to have the same type of flaws and corinthian explains his motives a little bit like i have been killing and all of this because it's my only way of understanding the human experience the same way fiddler explains to him that interacting with humans i would never abandon my post but you what made the dreaming was gone and so i wanted to see what it was about these people that we serve that may be able to help us in what we actually do Uh, there is this visceral need to connect to humanity on a level that morpheus is only just now allowing himself as he's been called out by lucian and even even corinthian who's like you know you just live above them you're not you don't feel anything i think actually that was another one that was dragging him galt as well on that part that you you say that you do all this for them and yet you don't even know what it feels like to be them and uh it turns out corinthian is a skull sure he turns to ash and picks up his skull his uh is that his emblem so to speak but that ends him and while he was a terrible terrible serial killer he had a charm to him i will give him that (laughs) he had a charm to him i like morpheus revenge against all of the serials his cult by having them removing their dreams altogether, where they find solace and justification and who and what they are and now they have to live with that without the benefit of those dreams without that escape into the into the even illusion that they are somehow the hero in their own story so i thought that was pretty apropos and chef's kiss worthy you see some killing themselves some reporting themselves others just depressed and having to live with exactly what they are what they've done for all of eternity he said not even just (laughs) probably into the next life as well right because they said even even demons can dream so yeah he put on a major fuck you to all of them and i enjoyed that he then tells lucian you were right i should have listened to you you're the best i bow down before your excellence <laughs> he uh, then says that i'm gonna finally take care of this problem called the vortex as i should have previously because it just it's too powerful to be born and we don't know why they're born he did say a little bit later when he confronts rose because she says i really didn't want this and want anything to do with this there's a scene back at the bnb but i could care less about any of those people or their dreams i i just they're irrelevant to me so i don't even want to talk about them (laughs) and he he says that the vortex there's a mention that the vortex is supposed to pretty much like have the ability to shake up things which is why a human can never be at the per 
I don't know. I was getting it, but I wasn't getting it. But I appreciated that she was willing to sacrifice herself if it meant that everyone else around her would be safe. Because she did try to do things herself and she created quite a mess because she ended up uh, attracting all of the guests' dreams to her once again. And then they all were like horribly fucked up in their dreams. And he's like, Yeah, see how easily this shit can go wrong luckily i can repair this but you now see what must happen and then she's like cool cool i get it while unity is dreaming she stumbles into the library looking for the story of her life and runs into lucian and lucian realizes that she's unity kincaid and brings her to morpheus just as he's about to take out rose and you can tell he's genuinely sorry at this moment but unity is like no this was supposed to be i was supposed to be the vortex Uh, this is my power it belongs with me and it passed on to my generation due to the sleeping sickness due to the fact that you were uh not at your post so she gets rose to give her back the sleeping sickness or back the vortex And she ends up dying in her sleep, taking this back onto herself. And she's not at all sad about it because this was always meant to be her fate. And she does not. She's like, just stay away from my granddaughter. (laughs) That was kind of cute. And finally, it is revealed that her lover had golden eyes and lucian and amorphia share gaze and he finally realized realizes who's been behind his bad fortunes all this time and it's nice because she passed away in her sleep and her dreams so does that mean she gets to stay in the dreaming i think she does and rose is told that she's a daughter of the endless very much like lyda he did say one day he's gonna come for his child and i think that he's he's accurate about that he didn't say it was gonna be like right now because light was so bloodthirsty in the hospital like you have to destroy him she's like i don't want to destroy him but he's gonna take my baby but it's not really your baby and he didn't really say he was gonna take it at this second he said at some point i'm gonna take it like you realize eternity endless that could be like at any fucking time but it is nice to see that they're part of the family uh even to the point where he's happy to see that she has written a book and that she's talented because she could gets it from her her daddy or great thing i don't know how this family works so that's how that goes down apparently hal decided to move with them these instant friendships i'm not <laughs> this turned walt disney way too quick and i was not about that and i preferred it not being walt disney (laughs) i was i was down for all of the eight episodes that came before it that was so not walt disney um morpheus ends up remaking galt as a dream and says that i wasn't listening before but i'm listening now i decide i you know i came back and thought everything should be as it was and from now on i'm going to start a new age where i'm going to be a little bit less of a dick i might still be a dick but i'm trying 
and that's pretty much the, why didn't they go back to new jersey i don't know because who would want to go back to new jersey after the very safe crime rate lack of crime rate where they were at i don't know we end the season with the dukes of hell approaching lucifer being like i heard that bitch ass dream embarrassed us and we need revenge and while they probably have something up their sleeve lucifer is like well i want to do something that's gonna piss god off and put dream in his place so that is where we leave things off i really do want this to get a season two i kind of love that there's no follow-up on the nada thing and i'm sure if it didn't get a season like it's just something you should know in the back of your mind (laughs) and i've come to the conclusion that i think some of these uh, shows that are adapted they're like there's a book go fucking read it that i want to generate book sales as much as i want to generate your views to this and i can't even be mad at that like yeah i'm going to answer a lot of things that have to do with the story but if you want to know about this side thing and this side thing you gotta have to pick up the book i kind of i can't i can't not respect the game on that we do have feedback for this episode let's take a trip to the mailbag What up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for The Sandman, uh, episode 9 of season 1. Um, I told you I've been trucking along. I really can't not watch it. <laughs> I think for episode 11, I'll wait for everybody to catch up so I can hear all of the, 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 the podcast and I can have a thorough discussion. But... Um, as soon as um, I get more time at home, I'm probably going to watch 10. Um, so, just giving you a heads up. I know uh, I am, I think I saw 7 just posted. So, I'm clearly far ahead of everybody else. But it's fine. <laughs> um, this episode was very, very interesting. I loved how, like, I kept telling myself that the neighbor that... Um, they said mostly keeps it himself and stays in his room, doesn't hang with them. As soon as I saw him, like, just come across, uh, Rose, I was like, he has to be important to the storyline. Like, I didn't know, like, I didn't, I didn't get, like, a villain vibe from him, but I was like, I wonder why, like, I feel like he's somehow connected to the same man. And I was, like, trying, I was like, okay, we know he's not gold was like well and he I was gonna say because I kept trying to figure out that one uh creation that they couldn't find and I remember the same man being so confused it's like why would he leave like it just doesn't seem like him like he's not he's not a predator he's like a really like I guess he seemed like a calm I don't know how else to explain it but it just they were all surprised that he was the one that was unaccounted for um, and it turns out the neighbor was that green, filter green. I think that's how it filter green. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he's supposed to be, but, um, he was just always around Rose. And I guess he got gravitated towards her because she was a vortex and he never put that together, but he seems very intelligent. Um, he all, he was always like 
calm and collected, always a voice of reason, always like so like informative. And I was like, he has to be something. And I didn't know if he was somehow put in place by her grandmother, you know, just to take care of her or whatever the case was. I just, I had a feeling that he had to be connected to her somehow. I never thought he was a villain, but I just wasn't sure. So I loved how that instinct I got was right. Um, I think I might have said something about it uh, some episodes ago when they first introduced her um, and we saw he just happened to show up, but I don't remember, but I always knew he had some connection and like when he was searching for um, Jed and he was going to those different rooms with the serial killers and, or I'm sorry, the collectors. And they were listening to like different, uh, <laughs> different kinds of, uh, I, I don't know, conferences, like, you know, making money on serial killers or, you know, the feminist, feminism of being a serial killer. Like it was so fucking utterly ridiculous, but you know, I don't, I, I would not even be surprised if this really existed because there are serial killers all over the place and with the the way the internet is now you can find somebody that shares your weird ass fetish um there's like you know one thing that i'm doing right now is watching the new Dahmer um series on uh netflix and the reason i wasn't gonna watch it because i used to really be obsessed with serial killers like i used to like want to be uh fbi uh criminal analyst like that was my dream back like when I was in college when I was going for a psychology degree um, because I thought it was so fascinating um, like I wasn't obsessed like these weird ass motherfuckers writing the serial killers but I was obsessed with the psychology behind it um, you know because it's like I grew up with a really shitty childhood but the thought of just killing somebody for no reason just is beyond me even killing someone that deserved it I just it's something I would never even think of so I always found it fascinating that these people who generally are white males and their fragile ass egos are the ones that end up being serial killers because their life was rough so fucking what <laughs> anyway um, so you know I started watching this series and I'm just gonna tell you just quick little tidbit is because this Dahmer series is a different point of view I I'm telling you every time I see I used to see one of these serial killer movies or read these books I was like oh, do people not know that there's like people attached to these dead bodies like they were human beings they were like whether they were prostitutes homeless like they were still people that have families and people that were missing them that's how we know that they were um, how their bodies became discovered and they were identified because there was someone that was there to notice they weren't around and um, but nobody ever talked about that um, and one of the things that I used to find fascinating about Dahmer like I know everybody thinks about the fact that he used to eat his victims that shit's weird but that wasn't what was fascinating to me it was it was fascinating to me was the fact that he should have been caught so many times like he's gotten he got pulled over being drunk he got convicted he was a convicted child molester um, uh, several of his victims escaped 
and one of them was found by like a neighbor and the neighbor called the police it was a 14 year old boy and the police brought him back to fucking Dahmer saying oh he was his boyfriend and he's 19 even though they didn't have any kind of proof that that little boy was somebody's fucking boyfriend and everybody like the the lady that called the police was like he doesn't look like a, an adult he looks like a she kept calling him a baby like you know the baby ain't got no clothes on like so clearly he looked like a child but nobody ever talks about that but this series actually has it from different point of views from the, the woman who continuously called the police I guess she called the police on Dahmer like over 50 times and they were not they would say they would send someone in the morning and they no one ever showed up um, there was a couple people that there was a guy who escaped in the beginning um, and he went to the police because he woke up he woke up in the hospital after being drugged and the police took his statement and went and talked to Dahmer and Dahmer said that the guy was drunk and so and so and so the crazy part was Dahmer was already a convicted child molester at that point and then they said the guy was like what was he convicted for and he was like I can't disclose that information. The fuck you can't. It's public fucking record. If you want to look and see what someone is arrested for, that's the public record. And he's a child molester. This was in the 90s. I don't know if it was mandated that they had to report, but motherfucker, you can tell me what he was arrested for. You don't want to tell me because then it would make my story fucking plausible. But that's neither here nor there. The black dude who reported him went to college, had no criminal record, but you're going to believe a white man with a criminal record over an educated black man with no criminal record. Okay, that shit don't surprise me. But that, it just, it's fucking mind-boggling how he was able to get away with it for so long. And in jail, there was people writing to him. They wrote a fucking novel about him, and people sent him copies saying, can you autograph it? People were sending him money. What the fuck is wrong with humanity? I, I for the life of me, don't understand. But that's watching that after seeing this episode of Sandman lets me know like I do I fucking believe it and I also believe that there would be a fanboy who would literally risk his life to be in this fucking convention like why would you take your simple ass to a serial killer convention pretending to be somebody else you know they ain't got no problem fucking murdering you when they find out you lying so I didn't feel bad for that fucking idiot anyway anybody who that thirsty to be around fucking murderers, fan fanboying, like fuck you, you can go to hell, and I'm glad they killed you, and I'm glad Corinthian is the one that set you up, cause he a hoe, you a hoe, and I can't wait for the same man to find him, like that's the kind of thing I'm waiting for, like I know Corinthian is probably just like a, like a subcategory of shit that's about to happen, because we still, like we, we still haven't even come across desire, who was the one that put all this shit in place so I'm trying to, to see this Corinthian thing get wrapped up and I'm gonna just predict this now I think Rose is gonna be the one that fucking finally gets rid of the Corinthian Sandman knows that he's there because the green finder green filter filter green yeah filter green uh, came back and told him and he went to go find the Corinthian at this serial killer convention um, but I'm pretty excited to see how he finally meets his maker because he he really deserves it been out here murdering humans for 130 years to the point where he has a fan base it's fucking crazy um, what else I also 
think it's crazy that someone would even imagine that enough to put it in a graphic novel. Which, I, like I said, I do believe that shit exists. I don't want to be anywhere near it. I wouldn't even want to go to a regular serial convention. Seems kind of stupid. But anyway, um, I also think it's fucking crazy how <laughs> Lida is really pregnant and the Sandman gonna say, Morpheus gonna say, I'll let you keep it, but it was made in the dream world, so it's mine, and I'll come get it when I'm ready. Like, dude, do you hear yourself? <laughs> I know they say he's changed, the pump, the, the pumpkin head guy. Oh no, Green, uh, the Filter Green is the one who said it, but Morpheus couldn't have changed that much, because he, I don't even think he understood how fucked up that shit sounded. So it made, it was so fucked up that fucking uh, Rose was like, motherfucker don't you threaten my family this dream is over she was like he was like how are you here like have you not realized that she's a boss bitch <laughs> i feel like you should know that already <laughs> he keeps forgetting but he gonna learn today um i don't know exactly how this is gonna end with rose being a vortex but i really hope that morpheus doesn't have to kill her i hope she's because it seems like she's super strong and Morpheus don't, even he doesn't know a lot about a Vortex, so I'm hoping that it turns out she can control her powers and she won't be a problem and maybe they can be besties, I don't know, but um, now that Jed and Rose are re reunited, um, now we just gotta get rid of Corinthian since some shit has gone down, but I mean, Rose, I don't know if she's learned how to control her powers, but it seems like when you're in a crisis like this, it's usually when people figure it out, or at least enough to escape and learn to control their powers later. So I guess we'll see. So I'll end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, be me out. P.S. I know it be sounding weird, but I'm like I'm driving. It almost sounds like I'm underwater. But this is the only time I actually am alone enough to actually send feedback. So y'all just gonna have to forgive this sound. It's, it's what it is. Um, that's it. Talk to you guys later. Bye. That was Mimi's thoughts on episode nine, the pen ultimate. So one question you had is who is Fiddler's Green? According to wikipedia.com, Fiddler's Green is an afterlife where there is perpetual mirth, a fiddle that never stops playing and dancers who never tire. In 19th century English maritime folklore, it was a kind of afterlife for sailors who had served at least 50 years at sea. So that's why he turned all green. Um, let's see about in the dreamy. Fiddler's Green is a place in the dreaming which all travelers, specifically sailors, dream of someday finding, which sometimes assumes human form and goes wandering under the alias Gilbert a kind portly man who in appearance and behavior resembles gilbert k chesterton as gilbert fiddler greens accompanied oh wait that's just uh things that happen in the series so yeah um it is implied in the show that he was a little or not in the show in the book that he was a little in love with rose which i'm so glad they didn't go with here it was more like a fatherly thing <laughs> um as far as uh that guy that got fucked up by corinthian yeah i think that's exactly why they they're poking fun at people who like to 
imagine themselves amongst these horrible monsters what fate do you expect to meet doing such stupid things um so about the Dahmer thing this is a whole sidebar one there's a lot of things about that series that are not actually correct (laughs) there are a lot of things that are, are right but there are a lot of things that are wrong uh of course you would know my black ass would know these things immediately because i did i watched like a lot i'm the same with you though on the uh some of the serial killers for different re- i find it fascinating human nature in general we could have a whole debate on ego versus nature versus white fragility versus um people who might be just simply born to kill a lot of things and science and and brain chemistry we it's 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 a very fascinating as you pointed out subject i don't think it's nearly as simplistic and i don't think that in a lot of ways we keep trying to rationalize things that either your brain's gonna allow you to rationalize or not that's why they love making those fucking movies where (laughs) they have the guy come in and he's just like there are psychologists out there that truly do and they can put and separate themselves from those types of realities to live inside that person's mind and that's ultimately what you're doing and if you're not trained for that like how sometimes i i'll be thinking my body i just i can't like i'll be like how i'm trying to rationalize this but i just don't have or there's part of me that just isn't going there and that could possibly reconcile a lot of that with the Dahmer tale the whole neighbor that's bullshit it's all for the show ain't nobody did all that so there's a lot of don't get me wrong there is some things that are true like the one guy escaping the police bringing back the kid yeah that guy was fucking reinstated after months of finding out that he was even a criminal it's it's all types of fucked up but it's not the first it's not the last this type of shit been going on with for centuries law enforcement was meant to wrangle runaway black slaves that was its institution and then it kind of bloomed from there um (laughs) the competency particularly in the united states but even in england before they got their shit together it's a long 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 list of people who have been been not serviced by the justice system that we all uphold as the best that we can fucking do and i think ultimately that's what it boils down to it's this is the flawed thing we have is the best thing we can fucking do and i'm not sure it was in the 70s i'm pretty sure it was in the 90s let me double check i could be wrong about that maybe i'm just thinking about his fucking glasses they look like they're from the <laughs> um crimes yeah i'm pretty sure it was in the 70s yeah between 78 and 91 got you that's where you got the 90s from so um yeah you're talking about a post era segregated housing crack wars you know the the huge deficit in the country as it is you know between the poor and the rich as it the middle class basically barely existed particularly for black and brown people i mean i'm not i, I can't i'm not surprised anymore by these revelations they're not 
they're in line with exactly what it is that we come from and i'm glad that we're getting attention paid to these things but i no longer am sitting here like ever surprised by it it's like yeah this is part of the human experience this is part of human nature we're very fucked up creatures and the ones that make it out there's a lot of work that goes into it but it also and i know it's probably not the answer anyone wants to hear but shit some luck maybe not a whole bunch of luck but it's some luck definitely some luck in there of the draw (laughs) that is what i will even the worst things uh because and you made mention of because i I come from a shitty childhood too i mean even the worst thing clearly we aren't those people but it's kind of the same thing while we go back and forth on allison uh and my my harshness with her is because there's a part of me that can objectively still see the horribleness and still find that that human element that um you know that can while not i guess it was brought up in this of the the forgiving the unforgivable right um so some i think a lot pulls into that but if we, i think my hardest thing is when you fuck with kids i don't think i have any <laughs> i'm like murder 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 do the worst possible thing ever uh so Dahmer, especially what he did to that little boy i think he's just like i don't even really want to watch that series because i know what he is and i don't feel any need to revisit it even if it's for the victims because quite frankly the victims didn't want it either they didn't want it on one hand i know this is public knowledge and the story is going to get told and retold and retold and retold whether you want to or not but i'm also i get it it's like this is fucking how many years we know what he is we know what will happen we don't need to get an academy award out of the performance to to give any more insight then it's already known and i think in a lot of ways they were trying to put this on the black lives matter like look at how i understand under that microscope and that's the only reason why i'm like i'm not like actively i get where they're coming from in the showrunners because they're like yeah look at how the most notorious serial killer was able to get away due to the same shit we're bitching about right now and you all agree he's a horrible terrible human being but look what he did because of our race i get i all i get it like i get it on both sides of it that's what i mean i can i see it on all perspectives and ultimately i'm not gonna put my i'm not gonna put my stamp on either way of it it's just I'll talk more about that than i actually wanted to that should have been an offline conversation <laughs> so let's hear what mimi has to say about the finale particularly with your uh with your predictions what up Cena? it's mimi this is my feedback for the final episodes of the sandman um i did watch 10 and 11 11 uh was pretty cute um it was just it was a couple i'm assuming they were in the comics it was uh episode about a cat which was very very interesting perspective and um who knew the sandman was for everybody i was 
very, very intrigued and impressed. And the second one was called Calliope, which I guess was the Sandman's wife. And she is a goddess and one of the muses, Zeus's daughter. Um, I forgot that the muses were Zeus's daughters. Huh, I forgot about that. I'll be watching uh, Hercules, like the, the cartoon. <laughs> the, the muses are all black women. <laughs> I think that Disney forgot about that. But anywho, I did enjoy that. It was very cute. Um, but I'm glad I uh, finished it out. I... I gotta be honest though, like I was a little bit underwhelmed with the ending. I thought it was gonna be some spectacular battle of the wills or some spectacular like Rose is gonna show him that a vortex isn't bad and this is what a vortex is for. So I guess in my mind since I had that I thought Unity wasn't gonna die and I thought Rose is finally gonna have a happy ending but I do appreciate what they did um because we can't be sure but unity was old as fuck because she fell asleep when the sandman morpheus was imprisoned and uh that was over a, a century so she should have been long dead and considering that she came out of her um sleep sickness uh, you know, six months prior to, you know, when we were introduced to her, she still looked good. The only thing old about her is her gray hair. And I, and I know I buy hair to be gray. So she looked pretty good for someone that's over a hundred. Um, I think it's pretty fucked up that desire violated her, but I guess that, that, I mean, dream was pretty, I don't know once he found out she was a child of the endless he seemed fond more fond of her I mean he always seemed fond of her and he didn't look like he wanted to kill her he looked pretty sad about it but um the I guess the bottom line was it's like you got to kill one to save the many so I kind of understand where um dream was coming from um, but he, you know, she was willing to die. But then, uh, I don't know how Unity ended up in the dreaming. <laughs> she clearly had some type of powers too. I feel like I wish they would have explored more about the people that had this the sleeping sickness or the ones that couldn't sleep. Because if Unity was still alive, I don't know if she was alive because she had a child of the endless maybe that had something to do with it but nobody was even talking about the fact that she was old as fuck like i for that that part of me i just why isn't anybody saying anything it's all i kept saying like your your grandma is over a hundred and she looks great and she's been asleep all this time and then she wakes up and that's crazy in itself but you're a vortex and you you just took that information without any kind of like pushback or like oh what the fuck or motherfucker you crazy you just accepted it so why like why aren't you like since you accept the magic that a vortex is why aren't you concerned about the magic that is your grandma like to me that's something I would have a question about like 
why is my grandma still alive and looking like uh, she is in her 60s and she's been asleep for 100 years? I, I don't know. That was just a question I had that I felt like I didn't get an answer to. Um, I appreciated uh, the, I guess the, you know, the punishment that Morpheus gave to all of those serial killers, the collectors, um, when he said that, like, you delusioned yourself into thinking that you're the victims and all this, and, like, it, it makes sense, like, I think a lot, like, a lot of the times, because I, I think I might have told you this before, but there was a time I was, like, obsessed with serial killers, like, not to the point I wanted to be a copycat, but to the point where they intrigued the fuck out of me, like, it was just such a, like, um, mind-boggling phenomenon, I remember reading books about it, like, like, watching documentaries and all this stuff, I was, like, obsessed, because I, in my mind, my, uh, what, 15, 14, 15-year-old self, thought I was going to be a, uh, like criminal minds, like an FBI profiler. So I was like, I got to learn this stuff. So I like, they always fascinated me. And a lot of them just for the, like, they just couldn't fathom that they did anything wrong or they pretended to do something wrong. But once they were convicted, like you, you know, their behavior in prison conveyed that they didn't, or their interviews after they were imprisoned, prisoned, imprisoned were pretty, much them being themselves like they really couldn't fathom like what the problem was like they killed people yeah big deal like they had no kind of empathy or even sympathy like they felt nothing for the victims so I always felt like like the only way to do that is for you to really not comprehend like you saw these human beings as an object that you had the control over so you control whether they live or die and the fact that there was people that mourn them that will mourn them for the rest of those their their family members lives like they will never forget they will always remember they will always know that you took that from them you have to be like you not you have to not have any kind of insight into what you did so seeing dream uh allowed him to feel the pain of like the victims and the victim's family that was you know very uh I guess monumental to me like it it, it just it did something and the fact like the one girl turned herself in immediately the, the good doctor the 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 guy who skinned people shot himself the one like there were people in there having like nervous breakdowns crying and shit it's like it that just showed like y'all really didn't comprehend what y'all was doing was wrong like for you to sit there and make a a coat out of someone and then for you to be a doctor and then you're killing people like that's all terrible um I thought was I thought that was really cool um I I I guess I for the life of me I like I understand what Bolt was doing I even understand why Fiddler's Green left but I just for the life of me I couldn't understand like what the end game was for the Corinthians like he wanted to be able to just do what he what he liked but like I felt like I missed his like what he thought he was doing like 
like he should be allowed to do that i'm not like you created me this is your fault like was that what he was going with i wasn't sure um i thought his death was pretty anticlimactic i wanted it to be something better i actually wanted rose walker to be the one to take him out because i wanted to see how powerful she was i felt like they kept saying how powerful she was like you know her showing up in the dreaming um but i felt like we never got to see it um she didn't feel like she was more powerful than morpheus but morpheus was making it seem like she was um i i don't know I just I felt like there was and maybe it was true to the book and that's how it's supposed to be but I just I felt like there was more and I didn't get it don't get me wrong I really enjoyed the episode I loved the series it was great I enjoyed all the episodes even the ones that weren't as interesting um it was still it was always a good story and it always kept me engaged and it, it didn't bore me to the point where I was picking up my phone or looking at the clock so I enjoyed the series I just I felt like that last episode left me with something to be desired um they did leave it open so there there should be a season two I don't see why there wouldn't be it was pretty popular with uh Lucifer um coming for Morpheus and those little they look like cartoon characters like you know uh Azizel I remember that name from watching uh, Supernatural. I know that's a, like a demon. I think like a higher level demon. I'm not sure. Um, I could be wrong, but I think that was the name of the yellow-eyed demon. The one that killed the Winchester's parents. Could be wrong. It doesn't matter. Um, but it, I guess that was interesting um seeing you know what we got and we got to see um Mazikeen again that's my girl <laughs> with her scary ass looking face I should say scary ass looking half face I just um I am interested to see how that turns out uh since I guess at least first supposed to be stronger than Morpheus even though Morpheus won um I also liked how Lucian got her 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 dues Morpheus realized that he was being a dick um it's like I know he holds grudges and I know he can be an asshole it sounds like in the book he's a pompous dick um so he is getting better he's learning I guess being locked away for a hundred years even when you're like millennia old can uh have you give you time to think (laughs) um I also um what else there was something else I wanted to talk about we never got to go back to Lida because uh Morpheus basically told her like you can keep the baby but the baby's mine so when I want it I'm gonna take it and then after watching Calliope you know he did lose a son and it seemed like that's the only son he ever had so does he feel like is this gonna replace it i don't i don't know if that was supposed to be just a throwaway line or if it's something i'm supposed to keep in my mind but i always i remembered it but now that he knows that rose walker is his kin is he not gonna mess with her she's not a vortex anymore she's just human so like what could stop him from taking the baby if he wanted it i don't know but i have no idea um i just that was another question that i felt like was not answered 
whatever else I was remembering that's gone but I guess the last thing I could talk about was desire like desire I mean I know that's your family but he did try they did try to I guess have you fucking taken out of existence you all you did was give them a talking to and it was a pretty like mild one like is that gonna be the end of it um I don't I I felt like that was a pretty blase ending to that storyline as well like the betrayal was running fucking deep (laughs) because I was listening to your last podcast for seven and you said that um in the book or the the graphic novel dream is an asshole and he's very pompous and he's an know arrogant but I still feel like that's a pretty lame excuse to want to fucking end your sibling like literally take them out and then it sounds like what was it was desire said that you and uh despair and then he was like well you think you're strong enough to go up against it was him death was it delirium he said some other name then and like I don't even think we got to meet them yet so like it seems like the siblings are split but what made desire and despair think that they could take on dream I feel like it got like it was just some stuff that was missing I don't know I I feel like they maybe they were trying to leave stuff open for season two I don't know but I just I felt like there was a lot of stuff that I didn't get the answers to that I was expecting to we did wrap up Corinthian and we did wrap up the Rose Walker the Vortex dream you know is remaking his realm he made uh Galt a um dream which I thought was awesome she looked beautiful she looked happy the way she flew off and all of her greatness um Lucian is gonna be in charge because Dream understands that that's what she does but there's just a lot of stuff like I just I really felt like I missed some things and maybe that is what it is maybe it was explained and I just missed it um, I thought we were gonna get more if we watched 11 but 11 did was just two separate like you didn't even have to watch the ep- 10 episodes before to even follow that they were like completely two completely different storylines I loved how we got to see exactly how strong and how powerful and how you know different dream is like how how he's changed since he's been locked up and how much power he actually has like you think of the dreaming it's like how much power can a sandman actually have and he actually does it was pretty cool the calliope one was probably my favorite it was actually a lot my favorite it was great um it was pretty cool and i i wouldn't mind standalone stories like that in season two but i still need to know what is happening with like you know the dream you know versus uh desire desire was a dope ass character and i would have been great to have more of them but you know at this point I feel like I'm just talking in circles I think that's I mean if there is anything else I I forgot it's it's not in my mind anymore so I'm just gonna end it here so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch be me out I can't wait to hear what you think of these this final episodes um I have sent all of my feedback so this is the last one I have for the Sandman
that was queen mimi's thoughts on the finale and episode 11 i'm not going to talk too much about that since uh wasn't going to talk about that but yeah that's an interesting story arc it's kind of exactly where it needs to be for a season two that's what i said i would not watch this one until i know they're not doing a season two if i think that they're doing a season two then i want to watch it right before season two that's just my personal desire speaking of you asked why they got beef so i did skip over that scene when he does call he's like i'm i'm in my kingdom and i got your signal and (laughs) they pick up like oh hey bro how you doing he's like i'm coming over right now right now it's like you're always welcome in my kingdom and the unrepentant behavior of desire i love everything about that that's like the highlight death and desire the highlight for me this season uh but desire is so just i love everything about the personification that the actor did because it was amazing it's just like you, you know teasing oh it took you long enough to figure out it was me like i'm not even trying to pretend this isn't even it's more like if you could if you don't know how to pick up what i'm putting down then that's on you so what's going on with the two of them and it's not just because he's a dick yes that's one of it it's because he looks down on them the sides are split with deaf destiny and dreaming on one side which are the more powerful so they would be considered more the overlords of desire desire and desire despair and delirium that have less of an influence on humanity and that's part of the contention so not only do you look down on me but desire's jealous desire wants what dream has he has this whole world in which his people love him or at least adore him or respect him he's got his own realm his own kingdom and look at desire all by themselves and the only person they got for company is despair and that's not the greatest of company and so there is that that contention between them because in desire's viewpoint i want to be dream and all dream has and he only looks down upon me and out of all the other two he's not quite as jealous they're not quite as jealous um anyone affected by the dreaming does not age now they did not spread it out there are multiple people they say she's the only one that survived unity but if you're reading the book not even gonna have a spoiler section uh there were multiple people affecting by the sleeping sickness that all woke up so we didn't follow all of them but there's like there was someone in africa there was another person so only one happened to be the vortex and that's because they were chosen by desire unity to impregnate and despite us in our thought process saying that she was violated she actually wasn't um desire you have to desire desire for that to work <laughs> uh so yes that's why she said i would have never met my golden hair love like that's not how unity viewpoints that 
And the reason why she was in the library is because she was dreaming of her future because she had just talked about bringing the kids back to where she was at. She's like, I got so much to look forward to, which is why she was seeing or looking for in her dreams, the story of her life because she was imagining her future. She wanted to know what that looked like. I know that was very subtle. I don't expect anyone to have caught that. (laughs) But that actually was a very clever way to get her there. I have more questions than just why grandma oh black don't crack that can explain it all but the other questions I felt were far more pressing (laughs) that you did not (laughs) inquire at all these last two episodes (laughs) uh back to your serial killer thing I don't think you know that's my biggest issue as an empath is that I, I think I could be taken into that fucking like it. I, that's why I stopped myself that for a while. I started watching Dread and then I'll go down that rabbit hole for only so long. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I will start thinking about this shit too hard and I don't want to. Um, Corinthian is ultimately, which is what, uh, what Morpheus acknowledges says, yes, this actually is my fault. Like I created you and gave you these urges and then never expected you to want the reality of that. It's the opposite of Galt. Galt was a nightmare and was like, well, I never knew I could be anything other than a nightmare. And he's like, I have, I am who I am. And he dreams of being, of doing that in reality, uh, under the feeling that type of satisfaction that's not found in the dreams it's like yeah well i wouldn't love eating eyeballs if you didn't make me to love eating eyeballs and can you really hate me for wanting to experience this the closest connection to humanity not right but he felt he got where he was coming from like you know you're right like i keep acting like you guys are just things that don't have your own like you're not more than just creations uh it doesn't matter how many times you mention supernatural i'm not gonna watch it i'm just the whole time I'm like yeah yeah whoever you're talking about i'm not gonna watch this show <laughs> it's the same thing the one you love to bring up uh what's the nfl one that's on cw don't even remember the name but you bring it up all the time and i'm like she just be like i'm gonna come i'm gonna inceptualize this idea in your brain and i'm like uh-huh you keep on trying that you keep on trying <laughs> But that concludes Mimi's thoughts on the last two episodes. We do have some feedback from Queen Shy, who uh, binged through. So let's hear her lingering thoughts on the season. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I'm here to give my feedback, my overall thoughts on The Sandman season one yeah as you know i went ahead and just started binging the season because i just it was not registering with me and so it was hard for me to understand what was going on and come to some type of (laughs) Uh, thought process when it came to feedback Um, so I just kept watching hoping that the next episode or the next episode 
would shed some light on what was happening. And for the most part, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was just very hard for me to, you know, put it all together and come up with a conclusion or, you know, put my thoughts into words as to what was happening. So I wanted to just binge it. And then, like I said, give my thoughts on the season as a whole. Um, And I did enjoy um, the season, even though, like I said, it wasn't computing at times with me. And I will say that towards the end, I was understanding it a bit more, understanding the Corinthians motivation and, um, and, and then of course we got that little curveball with desire on what they did. Um, in regards to the, it was him, them, I should say, that um, impregnated unity. So that was definitely a curveball that I didn't see coming. How that came about is still <laughs> um, a mystery since she was asleep. So was it like the same thing as Lida? He, they went into her dream and impregnated her that way um that's still a mystery maybe it's it's explained more in the in the books um but yeah i will say that um rose at times she was frustrating me um in her decision making and just how she was uh going about things it's like i know you're not gonna sit here and trust the corinthian after you just saw him murder even though it was a not a great person you still saw him murder somebody and yet you're gonna sit in that hotel room and act like you know everything's fine um all dream did was try to put things back to right i mean i know that lida is your friend and all of that but it wasn't normal that wasn't natural for her to go to sleep dream of being pregnant and come out pregnant so he, he was just doing to me it felt like and again i know there's emotional attachment and you feel for your friend but logically speaking hector was dead and all he was doing was sending them back to where he needs to be and lida really can't live in a dream world that's not healthy and so that's basically what Dream was saying, setting things to right. I mean, yes, he went about it in a very harsh way, but it that's just how Dream, as we are seeing throughout the episodes, he's evolving and understanding more and more the human world and human emotions and his um he's changing. And not just him, but all of his for the factions like you got fiddler's green you got galt um the only one that really um strayed far left was um or far right was um the corinthian he took that time and he really um messed up (laughs) some people um throughout the century that uh dream was out um but i did like how it all tied together and you know it all can't be made some type of a sense in a way um even though there's still some fuzzy and hazy things for the most part i got it um the vortex 
which is sad in itself that unity I don't know it just I just felt bad for her it's like her whole life was but then again like she said she wouldn't have survived she was she would have died young and she wouldn't have just like uh um Rose was about to and she wouldn't have had a life anyway or had any kids and all that stuff so the him being gone dream that is and her being asleep for that long really saved or prolonged her life and then desire took advantage of that and tried to get him to kill their blood because i'm guessing that that's a huge no-no but then he's like um next time i'll draw blood so i'm really that's the thing that i really i hope there's a season two because i really really want them to delve more into this dynamic because i'm like what i mean we're getting little pieces of it but we're not getting like the full thing and i you know and if and that's why i'm hoping that there is a season two that they're planning for a season two because there was so much left on said um we only got a little bit i want i was hoping to see more of death and then i thought that she would pop in because they were talking about dying in this in the finale but she didn't come back and then we saw desire um did we ever see despair and destiny i'm like i don't think we saw those so i would really like them to really hone in on the family and how that came to be and their dynamics and why desire has such a such a anger or harsh or whatever you want to say vendetta against um dream like what came to be what came to pass to where is the way it is um because as we saw death and dream are very close and I think they were saying he mentioned destiny too. Um, and so there's delirium. That's, oh yeah, that's the other one that we didn't see. At least I don't remember seeing. So yeah, definitely want to see more of that. Understand more of that. Um, I like how he um, brought Galt back and really start to understand that while he was gone you know things changed um people changed or his his endless people <laughs> changed fiddler's green changed um and so he has more of an affinity for um the human race and so i think that'll only make the realm stronger make the dreaming stronger um so yeah and then at the end we saw lucifer and them and whatever those the lords of hell um demanding some retribution for what happened so um curious as to what all of that means um so yeah i i, I really enjoyed this season it was very intriguing and it just kept me wanting to know more and more and more but i feel like i didn't i might not have grasped it as much as probably the next person when it comes to everything that went down um but I, yeah i forgot yeah the serial convention that was ridiculous i was like wow we really got people coming together in public quote unquote public like in a public setting getting together to talk about their murders like what that's just crazy to me um that was um 
I enjoyed that episode. And um, I wanted to see more of, I mean, I, I understood what the, the Corinthian was. I mean, I, I believe I understood what the Corinthian, I should say that uh, motivations were. But I was, I was wanting to see more of that because it's like they really highlighted him in these last few episodes. And so it's like it. I always, I don't know why, <laughs> just be thinking more is gonna be, more is gonna be more to it than that. And then you know him just saying nope, that didn't work. I mean, then again, they were all in Rose's dream, and then she kind of uh, made her own decision in that moment. So, but yeah, I um, I look forward to a season two. I know that it hasn't been an announcement. But I want to go ahead and get this to you. Um, unfortunately, I watched a lot of it back in the day. So I, I'm just going off of memory. Yeah, I know, yikes. Um, but I think I got most of my thoughts out on this one. Um, anyway, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic. Queen of the Couch, Shy. Thank you, Queen Shy, for your thoughts on the finale. So a few things, a few things. I think the bet, the first thing, the biggest uh, thing is the season two. Right now, Netflix has not moved forward with season two. And I think I mentioned this a few episodes back, back, not back. Neil Gaiman is fucking busy. He's busy. He has Good Omens season two coming out. He has the Anansi Boys coming out, direct adaptations. He also has three more other uh, announced shows that they're adapting. So when you're wondering why we haven't gotten it, it's because A, my man's is busy as hell, and B, budget. It's the same thing why there's three more books in the expanse and we're not getting them because you're gonna need a lot more money like they were they did such a good job this season of doing a lot of the uh really fantasy elements uh that really make this good and utilizing it correctly it meant that the storyline suffered just a bit but i'm willing like i'm okay with that exchange so that is uh, a huge part of a lot of those questions that you have that's what i meant earlier they're like yeah go read the book (laughs) if you really need to know right now you're more likely to get those answers quicker in the book than going to going to read the book than you are in waiting for a season two that's just my my take on it i know people who didn't read the book they might be like that's not fair and you're only saying that because you're no i've read a lot of things or i haven't read the book to it and i still i stand by that statement that i do think that an adaptation doesn't mean i need to give you all the answers this is what i adapted and i think that's something um a lot of us fans are are just now getting the memo on and i can get it as a writer (laughs) in that respect like a lot of things get left out but i totally understand the disappointment that he wasn't explored in the show as well uh we saw despair we did not see destiny and we did not see delirium Uh, i think that they're not as prominent to the storyline and thus that's why we don't see them 
killing one of your own is a no-no that's basically what desire set him up to do that's when he was like oh you're a child of the endless that's once you're a child of the endless you can't kill your own family it's a big against the rules and that's what uh desire was trying to trick him into do by killing rose so there you go i gave you the answer (laughs) oh i forgot to mention this to mimi uh rose was not more powerful than dreaming that was a that was a, a a misdirect like you're very powerful i'm not sure if they said you're more powerful than the dreaming in the show i could be misremembering so i'm not gonna stick my my i'm not gonna put myself nail myself that cross but she's not meant to be more powerful it's just that she has an ability or the vortex i should say has the ability to focus the dreaming on them and influence it in that matter which makes them ultimately destructive which is why they would have to die because unfortunately for whatever reason they cannot just survive in the world (laughs) and that's why unity died because she was supposed to Uh, thank you for calling out rose's stupidity um because i think she was making a lot of stupid decisions (laughs) and the thing about uh you know morpheus not having human emotions they're not they're not human they're anthropomorphic beings you can't expect a god to understand or take it to account your feelings it's like yeah at some point everyone feels this way and i can't just like i get it but i'm also like i didn't even feel like he was being unempathetic in that moment <laughs> he's just like i'm sorry i am but he's not meant to be here this look at what it's causing you then deciding i want my selfish thing instead of no you need to go you rose should be influencing her friend to get therapy not because clearly you're not over the loss of who you lost and that's fine but this sure shit is not the answer uh and the last thing is about desire i know they didn't really go into it too deeply but in unity's mind desire they had a whole world in the dreaming because that's where she ultimately went like she was she fell to the sleeping sickness they said there's a lot more to these people but um yeah like desire approached her like the same way in which hector you had to accept did you not uh, that's what they were showing that for the show the correlation so what unity whatever her fantasy man was that's who desire presented themselves as but it was with her consent they the way she tells is they fell in love and then they had a baby uh and they had this life and but she didn't know it was actually the baby actually happened in the real world same thing that happened to lyda but just imagine desire there and uh there you go it explains all the all of the things and i think that is going to conclude our episode i'm glad you got to go see the woman king and enjoyed it i know i gotta get there i just ugh, the idea of sitting in a theater i know i know i'm not doing my part shame but if you want to send feedback for the new show that we are going to be picking up which is stay close blacker couch at gmail.com we believe 
uh, some comments or send some feedback for any other show that we do. I basically am, am not sober at all. If anyone cannot tell this entire podcast. <laughs> I even tried, tried to go and correct me all my terrible words that are just basically blah, 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 because I'm not sober. My social media will be below, blackercouchitgmail.com. I think I already said that. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black or magic.